Hey friends, welcome to Finally Out with Friends. My name is Ryan, my pronouns are he, him. And this is B, she, her, and together we hope to create a welcoming and safe space for anyone who needs to take a breath and finally be out with friends. Trigger warning. This episode deals with religion and cults. If these are topics you do not feel comfortable listening to or will upset you, take care of yourself and we will catch you in the next one. This week we have part two of Casey's cult experience. So, um, I, what I've read from stuff that it was, it's very like gender role, like women, you have one job pretty much. It's like have babies. Cause, and you were saying like you, they have lots of babies. So it's, I mean, I think it's like, um, I don't know if it's about the, that specific value. I think it might be about like the person in charge had, it's the cult of personality, right? So like the person in charge did that. So everyone else does that. I don't know. I was never like, I didn't stick around long enough to get married off. Although like my brother and I both kind of joked about that. We were like, so who were they going to marry us off to, you know? And like, we, we both were like, yep. I think I know which one they would have paired me off with. And he thinks he knows which one they would have paired him off with. And we're like, well, they actually ended up marrying each other. So that worked out really nicely. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. But um, I don't, so I don't know. Like I didn't, I was too, too young and too single to get any insider scoop there. But I think it's just like, what I see is like, there's no diversity of interest in any way. It's like, um, well, yeah, if the main pastor has a bunch of children, then I'm going to have a bunch of children. If he is his preferred method of exercise is running, then I'm going to run. If he uses Apple computers and not PC, then I'm I'm a loyal Mac user till the day I die. You know, like that's it's an interesting thing to not even see like the diversity of which operating system you use, you know, and like that's that's uh, that's weird. You know, that's a, yeah, I think like, and I don't, I don't think if you, if you tried to be different, you would just be convinced that you were wrong because like, of course, you know, that's, that's just not how it's done. So yeah, I think um, just based on seeing that and seeing like, you know, men doing construction, women uh, taking care of kids. Um, yeah. You know, are you going to be the one to go against that? Are you going to be the one to be like, no, I think I want to do something that that defies expectations. No, it's the, that's all the, the crabs in the bucket pulling the one crab who's trying to escape. They pull them back down, you know, like, no, don't rock the boat. Don't do something different. Like, stay put. So it's almost like holding the leader on a pedestal to like mimic all of the things that they do. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, and I'm sure that would be something that like, you know, no, no, that's not what it is. It's like, well, yeah, but that's how that works. You know, like you don't explicitly tell someone, hey, because he's doing it this way, we're going to do it this way. Uh, but it just people, people perceive what's going on and then they, they mimic what they are perceiving, you know, so um I, I'm curious what the conversations would be like in a room with like the leadership you know if these things would ever be talked about but um for the rest of us it's just sort of like yep that makes sense 
totally random sidebar, but I wonder if they got like deal like deals with certain brands and being like, well, we know our followers are, followers are going to do this. So if we say, hey, we're going to use this, then we can bring in more income type of thing. That's an interesting thought. Although I'll be, I'd be terrified of any brand that would be like, yeah, I'm going to honestly, that's really good to know. I'd like to know if you have any sponsorship deals because then I know who to, um, yeah, just boycott never, ever, ever. That's okay. crazy. Um, and also like, if they're like telling, like reprimanding you when you do something wrong, you're like, they do this, so this is the right way. I'm just going to do that before I get yelled at about it. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's so uncomfortable to be uh, corrected for, you know, your mistakes or whatever. So um, you start to be more, more perceptive and notice what's going on and then just align yourself with that. Um, I don't know if you read about this at all in the stuff you read, but, like, we did these this like week every week we had to make a schedule of how we were going to spend our time that week and like give that schedule to our ministry team leader and then we would review it at the end of the week and this is so interesting this is the kind of stuff that like if i see this sort of thing in like personal i love like personal development stuff like i'm very a very goal-oriented person that works really well for me i i get a lot of things done because i am good at that I've never been able to like time block a schedule because I think it's just like, it takes me back to that where every week I was making a schedule and I was showing it to him. And then I was in inevitably failing on it because like the schedule had no white space. It was, it was just full. Uh. And I remember one of my friends teasing me about it and being like, well, when do you poop? Do you put that on your schedule too? <laughs> Yeah, should I have you know like it's not on there <laughs> but it was just like all your time has to be accounted for by um, class is okay you're attending class church related stuff um, I mean I would be so curious if I could if I had that saved anymore you know like prayer reading the Bible trying to convert people like the just the basics of a healthy 19 year old. <laughs> um, yeah, I did actually read that. And then people said like, at the end of the week, they would go and be like, why wouldn't you do the schedule exactly like you said you were going to? Did you have that too? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, you know, that's that method of time management and goal setting is so like, you can't succeed at it. Like no one, I don't know. I, I wouldn't believe like even the people who were like leadership there and like, does anyone know themselves well enough to be able to say, this is how I'm going to account for every, every minute of my week. I, I would highly, highly doubt that. Um, but it's almost like just another opportunity to point out your failures to you, you know, because, um, cause we're like eager, ambitious, people who are like yeah this i'm sure this is how i'm gonna spend my time i can't imagine that i would want to do anything else uh i mean at least that was like pre-smartphone days so i never had to say like oh yeah i spent seven hours scrolling social media so that's why i didn't do anything i was supposed to do that day but um yeah it's just but what if you got sick 
Do you schedule that, being sick? That's probably okay. That's weird that I don't, I don't have um, being sick. I, I read that some, some of the people said that, like, if they had a sinus infection and missed church, that they were told it was sin in their life. That they did oh, something wrong. Yeah, that, that tracks. I don't. I don't remember ever having that experience myself. But that does. Um, that that phrase. That sin in your life. That does sound. Oh, like something. That's insane did. to me. Like I don't know many females, and I this might be a little too deep. But I don't know many females who like have regular cycles that are not painful. Like who wants to go and do anything when you're in excruciating pain from something that your body was just like, hey, it's that time. Well, that's sin in your life, apparently. <laughs> that's like, that's, so, that's, that's crazy to me. I would assume that's interesting. Like, cause I I didn't know anyone at that time who had you know like uh, any sort of like endometriosis or PCOS or any of that kind of stuff. But I'm oh, I would be like so horrified to think of what they would say in response to that. Cause I'm like, is that original sin? Is that like Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden? Or is this just like, um, so what's, what, how do you want to explain it? You know, what's, what's the deal there? Who's, whose sin is that? Just all of, uh, the, all of women. Great. Perfect. <laughs> or just yours. Yeah. That's... Yeah. A little bit of both. Um, so I read some people that they like very much controlled their finances. Did you have like any of that? I luckily did not experience that. Um, I remember, and you probably read about this because I remember when all this stuff was coming out a few years ago, I was reading everything I could find online too and taking a trip down memory lane that there was a time when they were doing a collection for something. I think it was for a building project and like pass the bucket around music is playing. I guess someone took the buckets and went and counted what was in them. And then the pastor comes and is like, not enough. We're going to pass them again. <gasps> what the heck? I, I've been to churches and they don't, they've never done that that's crazy yeah it's like dig a little deeper in your pockets now because i i'm daddy's disappointed in you so you know um yeah wow yeah i know some people had said like they took their financial aid that they didn't need i i heard that i did not experience it but i heard that too like loan payments and stuff yeah, I saw one guy, they convinced him to dump his fiance because she had student loan debt. How That's shallow is that? How dare somebody have student loan debt? It's sin, you know? I, I'm so glad to have that phrase. Now I can just say that about everything that, that is, I don't yes. like. That, repurpose it. Repurpose it. Everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, I'm using it on my cats. Next yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's sin a lot. So. Dinner, I'm like, this is sin. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start doing it too. Why not? Meh. Yeah. That's funny. You gotta, um, you gotta turn it around so it's something that you can laugh at yes. instead of being like, this is a this is a messed up thing that was sent to impression yes. young people. Yeah. Um. So did they have like a strict dress code? Um. 
don't remember that. Like, I don't remember anything spelled out specifically, but I think, again, that's probably like a don't rock the boat sort of thing. Like, I don't, I don't have any memory of anyone trying to, you know, show off their unique fashion or, I mean, everything's just pretty modest, I would say. I mean, isn't that, that's like the underlying theme of religious things anyway, is like modesty, especially for women, you know, like that's uh, prized above everything else that I know of. It's funny. Yeah, from what I remember, there was like a lot of people in skirts and stuff. Long skirts, probably, you know. Yes. I don't want to see any legs. That's legs are thin, so. It's all about the ankles, man. <laughs> Those are the me- medieval um, priorities. Don't be showing your ankles or you're a harlot. <laughs> um, so I know you like talk. They made you want like talk to your brother less. Was it the same way with your like parents? Um, no, because they were not believers. So they were people to try to win over so isn't that an interesting thing there that it's it was like the other christians in my life were more the ones that like you know keep some distance but no people who don't believe um you gotta work on having the right conversations and winning them over saving those souls so um yeah i mean i remember having a lot of emotional conversations with my mom during that time because uh, she just was so totally not a religious person you know and and I think she's kind of like what is happening here this like little person I've known you since you were a baby you're here and now you're like trying to talk to me about my soul and all this stuff um, yeah that's that was an interesting dynamic there because actually um, in uh, that church that you and I were a part of in, in high school, that this um, conference that we went to, I had such a moment there when they were talking about hell and like people going to hell that I almost at that moment was like, I don't want to believe this anymore because if you're telling me that my parents are going to hell, I don't want to go anywhere that they can't go. Um, so that could have been the moment when I finally, you know, let it all, turned it all away. But um no, in, in college, in, in that cult, my mom and I were having a lot of those teary conversations where I'm just like wanting to save her. And she's just like, but I'm good. I don't need it. I'm not interested. It's not that I haven't heard these things before. You don't need to tell me. I grew up in the church, honey. Um, so thankfully, that phase of our life and our relationship is long over now. But um I cannot imagine how hard that was for her. I don't have kids, but I can't imagine uh, a kid that I, I impart my worldview on, you know, and give them the freedom to make whatever choices they want to make. And then they come to me and are like, Hey, you're going to burn just so you know. (laughs) Yeah. I remember like at that conference, like I was, I got saved at that conference or whatever, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I remember like, after that and going to church and stuff and then i went to a religious university for a year and i remember um trying to like turn one of my friends and be like and she's like now i'm good like can you just not because i'm good 
and I'm like, but you're going to go to hell, and I don't want you to go to hell. Yeah. <sighs> it's so heartbreaking. It's so, like, because you just can't win that, like, those dynamics, you know, and I've seen this again playing out in, like, the next generation, where I'm just like, oh. it's so, it's so gut-wrenching for a teenager to think that someone else's salvation or damnation depends on what they say and how many times they say it and how they say it and if they have the right logic argument to convince you of it whatever um that that causes so much anxiety it just eats you up from the inside out you know and like there's no winning from it unless you are able to get to a point where you're like oh it's not my job to convince anyone of anything. You can't do that. You know, you can't, um, I mean, oh. it's so sad. Cause it's, it's clear that the intentions are absolutely pure from people. Yeah. Like they just, they love you. They just want you to be okay in the end. Yeah, I know it's, it is, uh, it's a, it's a hard thing. It's something that like I have felt since with relatives who are, um, you know, concerned now concerned about me and my soul. It's like, I'm just like, you know, I can't, you know, I can't do something just for you. Right. Like, you know, I can't, I can't tell you what you want to hear just to make you happy. Like you, you know, that's not how this works. So um, I just need you to trust that like, this isn't on you, you know? Yeah. And in the end, everything's going to be what it is, no matter what. That's true. So after you left that church, did you like find another church? Well, let me, can I first tell you how I, how I knew I had to leave? Cause this is, um, no. I was telling my sister-in-law, <laughs> no, we're like, we don't want to hear that. You just haven't told me. So I was like, I had been praying and praying and praying for clarity about what to do. What, what am I supposed to do? Like, am I, should I be here? Should I be in this ministry? What, and I'm, I think, yeah, my brother was engaged and like things were just, everything was like a, just this perfect storm of like roller coaster emotions, some great days, lots of crying. Um, just, you know, life was, was a shit show. Um, and then we had like a retreat at the church oh speaking of retreats i just put a little pin in this that i have something real messed up to tell you about uh retreats yes cool oh that made me sick just remembering okay anyway so this retreat that was at the church um i for some reason wasn't up on stage doing music stuff i was just out in the audience and i had like it an experience that I had never had before. I've never had since. It was so cool. I was just there and I just suddenly had this like really intense, profound knowing. And it was like, get out now. And it gives me shivers just thinking about it. And I'm like that, I've never, like in all those years that I was like praying for clarity and praying for the right answer and like, you know, praying for God's input on this boy that I have a crush on and praying all these, all these things. And I don't mean to mock prayer, but praying for the right answer about X, Y, Z thing and never, ever, ever getting any sort of like, you know, there's no booming voice saying like, Oh, you should major in this. You should like all the things that I was like, I think God really cares about what, what I minor in at college. Um, 
but this this like that conviction that that knowing was something that like uh i i mean it saved me you know i don't believe that it was like i i think it was it was me it was my like just just it, my higher self something i don't know what where it came from but it was just the coolest thing because i had I had felt so uncertain about every single step I took. I didn't know. I was so insecure about everything. I couldn't trust myself. And then I to know something at that level that like, no, this is hurting you. This is not good for you. This, this, if you don't leave, like your soul is going to die because you're here shrinking yourself down to get people who don't really care about you to like you. So leave, get out now. And um, I didn't walk out right at that moment. I stayed until the end of the, the, the thing. But as soon as I got outside and I started walking home, I picked up my phone. I called my brother and I was like, I'm leaving. So like it, that's happening. I didn't know that, but like I got my answer. I didn't know that, that it worked that way. I mean, like, um, and I hung around, like I had some commitments that I honored. I was a part of some uh, musical performances, but I did, I, it, did the bare, bare, bare minimum and stopped showing up to things that I was supposed to show up to. One of those times, this was my favorite one where they were like, you didn't show up to this meeting, this ministry meeting yesterday. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, it was a surprise party for you. (laughs) (laughs) You probably should have told me. (laughs) Maybe I would have shown up. Um, But it was just like, that was the turning point. And I am so, so grateful that like somehow my, uh, I don't know, my conscience or whatever was able to get through all of those, those layers and layers of confusion because, um, I would have stayed, I would have kept torturing myself and stayed. And, uh, who knows how, how deep I would have been dug in. Was there a lot of people trying to pull you back into it or was it fairly easy to just get out? It was pretty easy. Initially, I had one meeting with my ministry team leader and I went into it with such clarity about what I was doing. And I told him and he did the reflective listening thing to me. But the way he reflectively listened and like repeated what I was saying, I was like, man, whoever he is repeating sounds like such an idiot because everything I said that like made such sense to me, he was like, so you're telling me that you feel, you know, and I don't it made it sound like I was just being this wishy-washy person who was just going based on her feelings and had no logic and no common sense and no, you know, like, and I walked away from that meeting like, yeah, I'll think about it. And I was like, no, I will not think about it. I will not talk to you again. And, and then that was it. And it was amazing how quickly people just disappeared from my life. Um, so there was no more, I mean, I had no contact with, um, really like anyone until, uh, unless I knew that they had left, then I would reach out. But then a few years ago when everything was like coming to light and stuff, there was a, then I started to reconnect with some people because it was like, oh, a lot of folks have left. Okay. And then there was like a Facebook, a secret Facebook group that I was doing some communication. And then I was like, no, I want to be out of here too. I don't want any part of my identity to be being like an ex member of this. So I'm like, right. Great. I'm glad that a lot of folks have left, but um, yeah, 
That's a... clear manipulation tactics if they're trying to make you seem like a like you said wishy-washy right person yeah. it was good that you went in there with the confidence that you had because it sounds like you yeah. needed it yeah yeah and um yeah i mean i'm I, i'm just grateful for whatever it was that that gave me that backbone you know in that moment um but so the thing i, I put a pin in that i wanted to revisit with you guys okay so this here i'm i'm hoping that all the right words are going to come because i'm like this just got unearthed from way deep in my psyche um as mentioned we lost a friend in a car accident in high school that was a very very like the most significant experience of my life uh then as a member of this church i one summer was living with a few other people in the church and one of my roommates was out we got a phone call i was home alone i got a phone call that her brother had been in a car accident and i had to wait for her to come home and be the one to give her that news and i was like you know freaking out understandably she gets home i tell her the outcome of that accident is still unclear at this point she and i like walk all over town to get her to a friend's house where we can make other phone like just this whole big thing and then she goes home um, i call her home a few days later to check up and see how everything is whoever answered the phone said well the funeral is on whatever day oh shit. so i had a music ministry retreat scheduled at the same time and i was like well duh of course like i'm not even asking you know this was one situation where i wasn't going to ask because this was such a uh, so close to my own wound i just emailed the leader and was like i'm not going to be able to be there i'm going to my my roommate's brother's funeral wouldn't think there would be any question about that you would be wrong if you thought that because he writes back i mean from what we heard about this church I mean, yeah, you know, like, normally you'd be like, no, of course, go. Like, no, no, right no, no compassionate human being would do that. Um, we had a few back, a few emails back and forth, believe it or not. Um, and it started with like, are, are you sure? Like, did, did you ask her if she wants you to be there? No, I didn't ask her. I, I'm not asking her a single question. She's going through something really traumatic. I'm just going to show up and be there for her because I'm her roommate. Okay, well, I just, I just think, I just think God might have something for you at this retreat that the devil's trying to keep you from. Oh, man. I wish that sometimes we did a visual podcast because the faces that all three of us are making. <laughs> that, that, yeah, this, it speaks a lot. It's just like, uh, I, I can't believe that wasn't the end for me. I can't believe that I, but I think I shoved it down. So yeah, that was like, that easily could have been the moment where I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this has clearly gone beyond. That's insane. That's absolutely. So how long from that moment to you actually leaving? Was that a turning um, point for you? That was a lot in there. That was in the summer that that happened. Um, and 
I think because that is still something that like I I've had to remind myself a couple of times about the details of that because I think it got just who shoved down there um mm-hmm. but I mean I remember just saying you know to him like I can't imagine her going through this and then coming back and her roommates haven't cared enough to be there for her in this moment. So like, there's just, there's just no way that I'm not going to do this. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it was like my own pain made, gave me that clarity about how to approach that moment. Um, but then it just got added to the, like, the unprocessed grief of my own loss of course fusion of that whole thing you know so it's like just there to be unpacked for a long time afterwards and you said everybody that you were roommating with was also a part of this church at that time yeah it was just um the summer in between so like um, I wasn't with my roommates in our apartment yet, so I just oh. stayed with some. some oh, well, that's good. We all, yeah. but rebelled the, together. We all went together. I to wonder if they all got the same thing the funeral. Well, they weren't. They weren't in the music team, so they weren't a, a part of that whole thing. Um, they didn't have to, you know. I just was like, what a what a bizarre thing to say. I was like. Do, God's got something so profound to teach me at this retreat that uh, the devil is just pulling out every tool in his tool. Basket, yeah, maybe they were doing that because they could already to sense try to like you had a different it, you know? type of independence or that maybe you were going to start straying away. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, even the fact that I said I wasn't yeah. going to be there, it was like. How dare you how, not ask how can for you permission? Just You're not even asking. How can you just so come to me? What happened when you got back? Like, did they like talk to you after you didn't go, or did they just let it go? I don't think so. I think we just moved on from it, and maybe because the retreat was already over at that point, and nothing that profound had happened. Turns out they were wrong then. (laughs) Um, The Holy Spirit didn't show up, you know. Um, But we just, yeah, we just moved on. So. you know, I fell back in line and did the rest of the stuff I was supposed to do and, and let myself forget that, like, crazy. This, this dude had said all these really weird things in my email. I mean, I've had crappy bosses yeah, that was, say, that like, wasn't hey, no, you can't go. And it's just like, sorry, dude, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Come back next week for part two of Casey's story. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We have a list of resources and hotlines for some of the topics we will touch upon in our podcast. If you have any you would like to share with us, ones that you have used yourself, or even ones that you just have knowledge of, let us know so we can get it added to our blog post on finallyoutwithfriends.com. We are also looking for submissions for pets or people, which can be made anonymously. We'd like just a little story of an animal or a person who made your day in some way. You can also submit that on our website under the link pets or people. We would appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, and review our show on your preferred listening platform to get that podcast out to more people. But as always, no pressure. Here at Finally Out with Friends, we see you, 
We celebrate with you and we love you. Take care of yourself, drink your water, and take your meds.